passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Super Bowl may be over, but you can make every game feel like the big game at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all sports betting this season. Little bit of a down period here in the sports realm, but they have everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's that easy. Just make sure to use promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Betonline.ag where the game starts. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden. Joining me, as always, is former Falcons fullback, Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, what's up, man? You're in Charleston. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm in Chucktown. I got a chance to uh, reconnect with some of my people in high school. It was, man, I'm so old. Like 20 <laughs> years. Not 20, 20. 1998, I graduated. So that's, that's more than 20 years. But I had the best time reconnecting with my people, getting to see, uh, you know, my friends and their kids and their careers and, and just catching up. But, you know, I came down here for the, the day job in medical sales and got a chance to use my dad's name because in Charleston, I'm Dr. Mahaley's son. In Atlanta, he's, he's Obi's dad. But, but here, he's a big <laughs> fish. Like, he's every other, other person I talk to, he's delivered their baby or he's their doctor or, you know, he has worked with them in some way. So. Ovi, man, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna remind you on the one hand just how old you are, and then on yeah. the other hand, I'm gonna remind everybody else how young I am. And I was five years old in 1998. Were um, you? So, yep. Jesus. Yep. You were five. <laughs> I was five okay. years old. Oh, I was born in 1993, man. Oh, uh, you were just figuring out how to do stuff. Wow. I was. Five I was super old. into Batman. I think I was getting into Pokemon right around that time. But, you know, it's it's all little kid stuff. But um, one thing that I hope everybody else gets a chance to get into, if you did not listen to our first podcast coming back from the hiatus after I myself had a kid born in 2022. So, you know, we're coming full circle here. OBGYNs, little babies, you know, 1993, 1998 were all this good stuff. So go check out that first one. It is our 10 biggest takeaways from the 2022 season. Today, we are going to get into the six things 
Ovi and I need to see from the Atlanta Falcons this offseason, a big one for Atlanta. They've got the free agency cap to make a lot of moves, another prime draft pick, a quarterback maybe in the making, and Desmond Ritter, there's so much to cover, and we're going to get into all of that. And then moving forward, we're also going to have a podcast each Wednesday throughout the offseason, and when any big news breaks or there's any big topics, you know, like the combine, like the start of actual free agency, probably going to be popping in here and there, giving you our thoughts. But that is going to be the breakdown for what to expect moving forward. Um, until we get into today's show, though, Ovi, you left us with a little bit of a teaser on your fitness journey back to Ovi the Destroyer. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. And I I, uh, I need a little help. You know, go go figure. Uh, football player needs a coach. <laughs> I needed somebody that was not me to help me get to where I need to be. Because it's not just, you know, trying to get my eight-pack back and just, uh, you know, for for the, the summertime. I, my health. I'm 42. I want to be as healthy as possible. Yeah. Uh, cardiac and, you know, playing with these kids. And so I was like, I got to find something to help me. So my people, uh, um, man, Miguel at Newberty Men's Well, Newberty Men's Wellness League. Uh, it's on Sandy Springs uh, place. And it is a really amazing, holistic view to help guys get their weight down. So they do everything from uh, the testosterone to help you with uh, these injections. I'll take all the, you know, the help and assistance I can get these days. <laughs> but they have great coaches and give you all the tools you need to, to get the weight off. So I, I was, and it's a crazy to say, I got up to like 325 around before Christmas. Wow. Before the holidays okay. last year. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm at 300 again. So yeah, the, the pace is out a little bit. So I, my goal is to keep on barreling down to get to at least like a nice 260, 265 because at that point, you know, I, I'm good. You know, the, the, the whole 250, 5% body fat, those days are gone. That, that, yeah. that OB's not coming back. But the OB that can be a little more healthier and, you know, not be tired after five minutes playing with his eight-year-old is the one that I need to come back. So Nuberty Men's Wellness League, they're a, a really solid organization. Definitely check them out. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome, man. I, I went out and played, actually, my wife six weeks. Today was her first uh, time back on the tennis courts. Okay. Just, and now getting some exercise I love in the tennis. middle. We also brought the baby, right? We have, okay. you know, nobody's coming over. We're not calling a babysitter to go spend 30 minutes on the tennis courts. We're just going to plop in the stroller, take him out with us. So we brought our dog as well. Okay. I chased our dog around the tennis courts for like five minutes while she was, uh, you know, attending to a fussy baby. And I was wiped out, dude. And yeah. this, this was like, I was, I was solid about, this time a year ago, summer last year, and then just having a pregnant wife kind of going through that whole dad stuff, like I became way more sedentary. So I'm right yep. there with you. I need to get back in on this train. I need to get in going. And, you know, 2023, you and me, we're, we're getting back to our, our prime fighting days. How about it? Well, why not us? Why not now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why not now? Well, let's right now get to our uh, conversation. It's hard to imagine or really remember an offseason for Atlanta that was exciting as this one. Um, I think that maybe the 2016 offseason when they brought in Alex Mack, uh, they had signed Andy Levitri the year before they brought in Mohamed Sanu. It at least felt yeah. like they were making some moves to kind of make a run at things. Yeah. This offseason is going to be different because it's going to be a big overhaul. 
I think, of a lot of the roster, and rightfully so, but it's a big transition, finally, from that Matt Ryan era, which you were a part of, and was the most successful era in Falcons franchise history. But this offseason is honestly the start of something new. You know, not, not to quote High School Musical or anything like that, but it is the start of something new. And we'll see where it goes from here. But how excited are you for this offseason? Uh, I'm stupid excited. I, I think me <laughs> and all Falcons fans uh, cannot wait for this moment. We've been praying for this. We, we've been asking, when can we get out of the, the Thomas Mitrov purgatory that he's put us in? When can we stop being so poor and so, uh, you know, uh, destitute? And please, please, we'll take your scraps. Give us anybody. We'll take Marcus Mariota. Give us that. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's yummy. We get, we'll take anything. And we get so excited about the, not, it sounds bad to say, but those with even a little bit of talent, like, oh, we got inside a star. We don't. We're year after year rated as one of the least talented teams. Now, we work hard. These are all great guys, but they're just not starters in other places, in other teams. And we need to find guys that, that scare people that intimidate yep. people. And now we have the money to go get them. Now, of course, we'll develop our guys. There's always diamonds out, out of the rough, you know, like the, the Grady Jarrett's, but the majority of people who go four, fifth, sixth, seventh round usually are that caliber of talent. But we can now draft well with an amazing GM and go get some dogs. People want to hunt. People want to win games now. So that's exciting for, for me. I think all Falcons Kingdom, we got a chance to do some exciting stuff this offseason. I, I think I made a note of this, but I didn't actually get around to mentioning it during our first podcast, but it kind of felt like a little bit of a hallmark. Maybe hallmark is too strong of a word, but certainly a little bit of a theme of some of the later Dan Quinn teams. And maybe you could honestly say some of the Thomas Dimitrov teams after 2013, let's say, you know, I think they inherited a really good offensive line brought in by Dan Reeves and then Jim Mora helped bolster it. But when you arrived in Atlanta, the offensive line was solid. You know, you had Todd McClure, Harvey Dahl, um, Todd Wiener was still there, Justin Blaylock, like uh, Keenan Forney. I like all those guys. Tyson Claybo, wait for us. Tyson Claybo. There you go. So it was was rock solid. And then I think that the, the knock against the Falcons became a talented team that underperforms. What I think we're seeing from Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot so far is a less talented team that overperforms. So I'm very excited to see what they get to do when they get to pick and choose the guys who are supposed to be those kind of name brand talented guys in the league. If they get somebody like a Levante David, who has been in this division in Tampa Bay, is like a Demario Davis in New Orleans who Terry Fontenot had a big hand in bringing over from the New York Jets to New Orleans and has Mm. been an all-pro there in New Orleans. They get Levante David here in Atlanta, somebody like that. That's kind of what I'm expecting this offseason for the Falcons. And he needs to be wary, though, of winning the offseason because a lot of teams that win the offseason don't end up doing so well during the year. No, I mean, I think... We don't have to win by the public standards. We have to win by, by our standards, and it's going to be a little bit different. So it may not be the flashiest player, but it's going to be the best player for what we need in that position and the best player for what we can afford. And we can afford a whole bunch, but we have 
dire needs and we have <laughs> strong needs and we have needs. And so it's only mm-hmm. uh, Terry Fontenot that can be able to decipher how much to spend in each category. You know, I, you ask me, I'm like, put it all in the trenches. Let's, let's go. You, you win with them big boys. Like we're, we're, we're great. But the O-line, we talked about it last pod. They're good. I feel pretty good about our offensive yeah, line. Yeah. We got pro bowlers and, and all that. Now, D-line, give Grady some help. You know, so I, I don't know if we're ready to, to jump into it. We'll, but, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, it, it, it's something to where I, I just feel like they're going to be talking about this offseason for a long time, good or bad, because this is a yeah. huge opportunity. I think we're, we have the second most, not the most, like second most money in the whole NFL. Yep. Everyone, wants, everyone wants to see what we're going to do with it. Don't mess it up. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Uh, Terry Fondo, here we go. And yeah. uh, let's let's make it happen. But yes, you're right. Second most as of now, more possibly to come if they make some cap casualties like a Marcus Mariota remains mm. to be seen. Um, but let's just kick mm. things off. It sounds like you're uh, you're raring to get going and what we need to see this offseason. If you don't mind, I will start things off since you started uh, things off the first time around. So that's fair. I'm really excited because I want to actually let you talk a lot about this as a former uh, NFL offensive player. But to me, Atlanta's offense needs a shadow operative. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. They have Tyler Algier. They They need somebody who the defense is not going to pay attention to and is going to absolutely make them pay because they don't. I need somebody like a Wes Welker maybe a Hunter Renfro, maybe mm. somebody like, you know, a Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati or a Chris Godwin over in, yeah. in Tampa. Like somebody, honestly, I'm upset that Calvin Ridley is not here anymore. There's a lot that goes into that decision that we don't have to get into, but yeah. he's kind of exactly what I'm thinking is this guy who, Hey, when you're focused on all of these mismatches, here's a guy who just wins his matchup. Here's a guy who just wins against whoever you're going to throw against him. Is that what the Falcons are missing, Ovi? Absolutely. Uh, uh, my my Calvin um, was uh, Harry Day, Harry Douglas. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. That 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 was a guy when Roddy and Julio were doing their things. Uh, Harry Douglas is like, you can forget about me if you want to. I'm catching this first down. I'm getting ten more. You can forget about me yeah. if you want to. But I'm shaking this DB out of his boots and catching this touchdown. And, and Harry made it to where you couldn't really double Julio and Roddy and take care of the Tony. Like you couldn't, you, yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't do what you wanted to do because everybody was a threat. And even our players who some didn't think of as, as pro bowl uh, caliber still were positive yard guys. So it, it'd be, I think it'd be absolutely nice uh, to get one of those guys. Uh, I don't know if it's necessary. I don't know if it's our strongest need. Yeah, I think it's something that we absolutely can benefit from. So uh, I think that's a great pick. It's a, that's a great pick because, you know, injuries happen too. And yep. if one of our big guys go down, you know, Drake or Kyle or somebody, we do not want to be digging through the second, third, four strings. Somebody step up. Can anybody step up? Can anybody yeah. fill that role? We want to have somebody that, not only is he flying the radar, but every now and then when you need him to step up and make some big plays, he's not afraid to do that, which Calvin yeah. and Harry weren't afraid to either. 
I think Harry, Harry is a great pick. And dude, we need to have Harry Douglas on this podcast. What are we doing? We are an Atlanta yeah. Falcons podcast. Harry Douglas yeah. is in the media market. We, Harry Douglas, if you listen to this podcast, come on, man. We want, we want yeah. to have you on here. I saw Harry at the, uh, we did a Falcons alumni flag football game. And it, uh, yeah. it, was, Harry, it was Harry and me. We were, on, we were leading different teams. And I, I, I didn't even try to play. He, he got into the game, was running around crazy. And like, <laughs> oh, we cover Harry. I'm like, cover who? I'm not covering Harry. Fullback, wide receiver. Fullback, wide receiver. <laughs> you know, and, and he's still in shape, so he was running around like crazy. But no, we'll we'll definitely have him on. He had a great career and uh, doing a great job uh, on the Absolutely. national media stage. Absolutely. All right, Ovi, what is your number three on what the Falcons need to do this offseason? Oh, man, the Falcons. Uh, I was going to uh, I kind of tip my hat already, but as far as the number three, we're starting from least to best. I think they need a big man inside with Grady Jarrett. They they absolutely because I'm again I love the trenches. I love the big men, but you need a, a guy who's going to swallow up some offensive linemen. So Grady Jarrett can beat Grady Jarrett all the time, not just flashes, not just you know every now and then. Grady Jarrett will be able to be twice as effective if you got a big boy that's taking up two offensive linemen and that can really help with the run game and let Grady be the the, the quick and the effective and you know, the team leader he wants to be rather than Brady trying to be all things to all people. Now, I, I see him in there. He can every now and then play the role of the uh, space eater and hold two guys up. But after a while, third, fourth quarter, Brady's not built like a 320-pound, yeah, yeah. you know, Haloti Nada or Dominican Sue or uh, – mm-hmm. uh, uh, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Vince uh, Wilfork. Yeah, that guy. Like, that. that's not quite his game. Warren Sapp. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. What, what's the, the Tampa Bay uh, uh, defensive uh, lineman that we talked about, like our first like podcast? He picked oh, up two uh, guys. Vita Vey. Vita Vey. Yeah, yeah, Vita Vey. Yeah, he's a monster. We need one of those yeah. guys. You know, if we can yep. find someone with that build, with a proven track record of success, not somebody who's big and doesn't know how to use their body, but someone who's big and can move and has the football IQ to be able to know when to two gap, when to cut the gap, how to how to run block or, or you know make them. Uh, switch length, all that stuff. I would love to have a plug and play guy to help out Grady because he's not getting younger and he's too talented and too good for us not to be giving him the help he needs. 100%. I could not agree with you more. Uh, not to, you know, it's a slight addendum to what will be number one on my list, but the defense needs help, right? And I did yeah. write down some uh, defensive tackles who are going to be prime free agents. Javon Hargrave, Deron Payne, those are more like similar to Grady Jarrett. Yeah. Those are more the, the three technique kind of one gap defensive tackles. Dalvin Tomlinson, nose tackle-ish, kind mm. of zero technique, one technique who would play alongside Grady from Minnesota. He's somebody I would keep an eye on, but absolutely agree with you. The only thing that may throw a wrench in that is Ryan yeah. Nielsen now coming over from New Orleans, where they do traditionally run that more of a four three, and maybe they don't need that nose tackle that Dean P's always had. But yeah, uh, Arthur Smith says he wants to be multiple, so maybe they still need that guy because they have Taquan Graham, who is a a solid kind of other three technique. However, they want to use Grady, but I completely agree. Just add dogs to the defensive line. You can't have enough of them, right? Why, Why not? not? Um, all right, number two on my list is that the Falcons need to bring in a veteran quarterback to push Ooh. Desmond Ritter. There are Definitely. so many, 
so many mid-tier quarterbacks that, that could just be had by Atlanta right now. Like, if yeah. you just want to go get a Derek Carr or yeah. a Jimmy Garoppolo or, yeah. you know, a Geno Smith or a Jacoby Brissett, like, those yeah. are exactly what you need in this offense to push a rookie quarterback who showed signs of improvement but is still probably like right at that level with all of those guys. So go get one to either make him better or figure out that he's not enough and do that in camp and just get a measuring gauge. Like that's what the Falcons need because they saw a good progression from Desmond Ritter. Now they need to go say, okay, here's an Alex Smith type. Here is somebody who is just really, really good at what they do. A Ryan Fitzpatrick, a Ryan Tannehill. You know, yeah. somebody just is baseline competent. We can win with Desmond. How do you do with him in camp? Let's see if you can't beat him. Cool. We got that guy. And now we need to win games because we have other talent around us. Let's get a competent guy in here. That's what they need to do. Not draft a quarterback, not draft no. a quarterback, no. get somebody they can win with in 2023. And that's going to be one of these veteran journeyman quarterbacks. It'd be such a mistake to draft a quarterback. Oh, you're going to have two young quarterbacks. You know, a, 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 a twenty-two-year-old, twenty-three-year-old, a twenty-one. Like, what? What are you doing? Do you like tug of war in camp to see who gets the starting job? What are you doing? Yeah, well, yeah. So, so you said a, a mid-tier quarterback, but Garoppolo, Derek Carr, uh, Gino, especially how Gino played last year. That, yeah. That's a not elite, but those are upper-tier quarterbacks that we would love to get. I would yep. love to get those guys. It was, it's like Marcus Mariota type of. Oh, we got a veteran quarterback. Like, no, we got veteran quarterbacks who won games, who've been to Super Bowl, who, you know, have been yeah. one playoff game. Derek Carr uh, was in the running for MVP in 2016. Insane. Absolutely insane. <laughs> so we, we, I think that would be the smartest thing. And I would get so excited if we were able to pull that off because that would give our, our man some more time. Now, he wouldn't like it. Desmond Ritter wouldn't like it because he thinks he, he can be the guy, and, and he probably can, uh, but there's a probably there. You know, We want yeah. to see if he can, and if he can't, we need a backup plan. We need mm-hmm. something that, all right, maybe you need another year. Maybe you need another year yep. to cook. Maybe you know, simmer a little bit broiled and, <laughs> and get those juices flowing and, and understand how this game works because – I don't want to say he didn't have the help of a veteran quarterback, but, you know, Mariota dipped. When it came time to uh, coach up Ritter, he was yep. like, deuces. I'll see you later. Yep. Good luck, young buck, but uh, not really because I'm going to go deal with this baby. And, and God bless him. Hopefully, uh, you know, enjoys his time. I'm really curious to see. I said it last uh, last year. If he plan on coming back to the NFL, that may not have been the smartest move to uh, encourage other teams to see that whole – teamwork and dedication thing uh, ringing true. But if he's done, then, hey, I get it. If you already yeah. are hanging up the cleats, what are you doing staying around here, especially if you got a new baby, you want to celebrate that? All right, cool. Do, do you. Right. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen there. But I think Ritter can really benefit from a top-tier quarterback. From uh, a above-average quarterback that can come in here. In the, yeah. There you go. An experienced guy can come in here like, and help him understand – how to do QB1. Yes, I I think that you can make an argument and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe yours because I think Matt Schaub was traded in 2007 or 2008. Schaub there? I think Schaub, he might have been there. No, no, no. no. Yeah, so maybe uh, he got rid of him, I think, 
uh, in uh, before the season started because during the yeah. season, I think it was pre two thousand seven, and then they so, yeah to Houston yeah. for but so my my point is Matt Schaub was as important to Matt Ryan's development as anybody in the Falcons building, and I will say that over and over again because I think that Matt Schaub played such a role in helping Matt Ryan learn. Kyle Shanahan's scheme and then also being eyes and ears for him on the sideline mm. in the building, just his development. And, and maybe that's overstating because Matt Ryan obviously is a great quarterback in and of his own, but it's very uncommon to have as yeah. a quarterback as good as Matt Ryan with a backup as competent as Matt Schaub, who has seen the things that Matt Ryan has seen playoff yeah. games, big situations that a quarterback has to go through limited talent around him, great talent around him. Great offensive line, bad offensive line, like everything. Matt Schaub was a starting quarterback for a while and set records in Houston. Then to go just yeah. be a backup for six years for Matt Ryan, like that's so invaluable. That's kind of what Desmond Ritter needs. And so that's kind of what I'm getting at is give him that tool Monday through Friday yeah. to get better that he didn't necessarily have while he was the starter here in Atlanta this season, unfortunately. But I've spent enough time on my uh, number two. What's your number two, Obi? My number two is uh, um, we talked a lot about we how hyped up AJ Terrell was and, and how you know he didn't perform mm-hmm. up to the hype but still did great. Um, I don't want to put it all on AJ Terrell. I want another, another quarterback that can be uh, a, a, again going with the veterans, veteran experienced, competent quarterback that can not help AJ because AJ's been fine by himself, but he's human, and mm-hmm. I want him to feel like he has to do it all by himself all the time when it comes to locking this down, following this guy, being the, you know, the end all be all for the defensive secondary. I want him to feel like, you know, this brother right here has been good in the <laughs> league above average for a long time. And yeah. I got somebody I can talk to, not having him having to, you know, again, nothing wrong with being a leader because he's one of the best he's the face of the franchise, but having somebody he can speak to and talk to and connect with, communicate with that he knows, is going to be consistently, you know, above average. Again, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. be to get a Pro Bowl type of cornerback, but to find somebody who's been a winner in the league and help him out, I think that really helped out the defense. I completely agree, and it's why I was so excited last offseason when the Falcons signed Casey Hayward, and obviously yeah. he went down with a, I, I believe it was a pec injury, kind of like early yeah. in the season, and that's, not a devastating injury. They have him on a two-year deal. If they decide mm. to bring him back again, it's just kind of a, hey, let's run it back. Last year didn't go the way we wanted it to, but he's been such a good corner throughout his career that maybe last year was a fluke. Like, I'm willing to buy into that. But I also get your point. I also yeah. totally understand if Falcons want to go find kind of a, hey, let's go get maybe a another number one put as our number two because that's kind of the way the league is going is there's so much passing today and there's so many mismatches and we move guys all around the field that just having like two number ones where you can be like here's one here's one and wherever you want to go with your guys we got somebody there who's going to lock them down that's smart man it's smart football and i i would not be surprised um I, i think that there's definitely some free agents out there with jerry gray coming over from green bay and now you've got Ryan Nielsen coming from New Orleans. There's some cornerbacks. There's some definitely guys in the secondary with connections to those two. It, you might be onto something here. I, I definitely don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that Atlanta adds their secondary this offseason. 
Yep. Um, all right. So my number one, and we're going to stick with the defense, but it's, it's the, I need to see a defense heavy free agency class and I need yeah. it to be led by a premier pass rusher. And Boom. whether that is in the draft, because it's not a great free agency class. I know I just like let all of that off with like free agency and pass rusher, but not the best free agency class for pass rushers. However, mm-hmm. The big, 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 big asterisk right next to that is Marcus Davenport from the Saints is the biggest free agent on the market. You have Terry Fontenot from New Orleans as your general manager. You you just signed as your defensive coordinator, the former defensive line coach slash defensive like assistant head coach in Ryan Nielsen. If they cannot land Marcus Davenport here in Atlanta, that either means that they, they don't want him that they're like, no, nah, we're good. We we saw him for a few years. He's not that good. Or something went horribly wrong. But I think that <laughs> he he's young. He has upside. He's not played poorly. I mean, he's got clear connections here. He would be somebody if they decide to bring him in as like, hey, he's going to be our number one. We're, we're banking on him. We're making him our prime guy. Awesome. Mm. But there's some other guys. Kyle Van Noy would have made more sense, I think, mm. under a Dean P scheme. But he's that linebacker edge ryan nielsen said they were gonna be really creative with their blitzes they can come from all over that second level third level kyle van Roy can kind of do that agbania akaronquo from houston finished the season really strong he's young as yeah. well those are three guys that you know just as doing some preliminary research i would be interested in as an edge position guy but there's a lot of really cool defensive free agents i just need to see them like spend 50 million of that, like 56 million that they have in free agency money on the defense. Just go revamp your defense guys. They absolutely need to. And, you know, I, I, I would, I was going to say, you know what? Uh, let me change my pick. Cause that was my pick as well. The linebacker, but no, <laughs> like the, the, the truth of the matter is every Falcons fan knows that we need a defensive stud. We need a, yes. a straight stallion that walks out there, trots out there and, and just, it is somebody people are afraid of, like, ah, oh, God, I had a block John Abraham today. I, he's he's going to come after me. Or I, I got to block, you know, uh, a Michael Strahan-esque type of yeah. a monster. Like, I, I got – no one has been afraid of a Falcon pass rusher since, I think, really John Abraham. And even when Vic Beasley was getting uh, sacked, people weren't afraid of him. They probably confused. Like, how is he doing this? <laughs> what, what is going on? He's yeah. 44. I mean, but I want someone to strike <laughs> Here into <laughs> the offenses, and and here I'm, I'm trying to figure out draft or free agency. Draft or free agency. I always love free agency because you see what they've done in the NFL. Right. The draft. Yep. Yeah, you're in college, and you might be good in the NFL. You might be great. Projection. You might be terrible. Yep. So I, I'd rather not guess on that very, very number one important position. The guys you mentioned, all great candidates. I, I'm, I'm saying like shoot for the stars. Spend the majority yep. of our money on that. Figure out who's the best, ask them what they want, and give it to them. <laughs> it's going to be worth <laughs> it to not have us in the bottom, and I repeat, the bottom of the league year after year when it comes to sacks and pressures and rushes. First off, spoken like a former free agent. Uh, yeah. Give them all the money they need. Give them all the give money they're worth. um but also yeah i mean that's terry fondo's philosophy right your your good friend terry is is we're gonna address needs in free agency because we know what these guys can do at the nfl level and 
I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's, it's we're going to plug the holes, the immediate holes with guys that we know can actually plug these holes instead of guys mm-hmm. we hope can plug these holes. So totally agree with you there. I mean, I think that given the, the strides made on offense, I think the belief that we both have in Arthur Smith to be able to get the most out of the offense regardless yeah. of maybe the personnel because he's shown it with varying levels of, of personnel talent. Yeah. On defense, you kind of just need dudes. And that's kind yeah. of the last question I want to ask you, Ovi, is what is it like if you can put your uh, your Falcons helmet back on and during the week, game planning against a team that does not have a defensive player that you have to actually focus on every single snap yeah. Versus a guy that does, you know, maybe playing a Julius Peppers yeah. versus a team that doesn't have anybody like that. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's night and day because it affects not only what we do as individual players, but it affects the play calling and it affects situational football. When we're in yeah. short yards, we're in the red zone, like we change everything to figure out this play is our best play. It'll work. But only if Peppers is over there, or only if he's on the right side, or only. Do you if have to like can, just like, scrap plays because certain guys are on the field? We absolutely have to have kill kill switches. Like you know, we'll have wow. a run play okay. kill to pass, a pass play kill to run because you know if there are number one linebacker that we're afraid of is in the A gap, like ah, he's gonna rush. We got we gotta get to the yeah. play. But if we're running right into the teeth of uh, Julius Peppers, we're like this is not gonna work because. The tackle can't block him by himself. Two people have trouble moving him. They're just lucky to keep him on the line of scrimmage. We're going to run that way and have three guys. Well, let's just cut him and run the other way. So we yeah. have to either kill it from left to right or kill it from run the pass. And that isn't an issue when you just have guys out there, which the Falcons have always had just guys who work hard outside of you know Grady, Jared, AHRL. But teams didn't fear us. Teams didn't have to have a special – uh, uh, offenses or, or, or kill switches or kill plays to play against us. They just said, we're going to line up and we're probably bigger, faster, stronger than you, and we're going to wear you down. So third, fourth quarter, you get tired of uh, tackling us and we're falling forward and getting four yards of carry and game's over. You know, we yeah. ran, out, ran out the clock. That's typically how people have been treating the Falcons, and I'm hoping that with the big offensive, I mean, defensive tackles to help Brady and you know, with another uh, great quarterback to make them think twice about throwing on us and getting some edge rushers. Like you mentioned, throw all that money to defense. We can sprinkle <laughs> in a, a Harry Douglas, Calvin Ridley type of uh, player. But outside of that, O-line straight, yes, a nice little uh, veteran yeah. quarterback. And offense is good. It's a defense that's constantly been dragging us down. It's always been the defense that is the reason, for the most part, that we lose games or can't stay in the games. I just need help with that defense because Tyler Algiers could be offense enough for anybody. If we got a, yeah. a strong defense and a run game, you can win games with a quarterback who just doesn't turn the ball over. And yeah. a veteran quarterback or Ritter, hopefully they'll be good enough to be, I think, careful with the ball and make sure that they don't, they're not the reason we lose games. And then let, yep. let the O's and the D line just show why, why they're there. I mean, you look at uh, San Francisco, right? Just made it to the NFC Championship game. They did it basically based on their defense, and they did it kind of game-managing-ish. You know, they had Brock Purdy. Like, I'm not... I think Brock Purdy was awesome as a rookie, but I'm not ready to say Brock Purdy is 
Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm not ready to say that he's a dynamic quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. If you can build at least one identity that your team can win with, that's awesome. And the Falcons had that with their run game and their offense. But I think it's better if your defense is your identity and then you can be creative with your offense and kind of be, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit experimental. I think that's how Arthur Smith would like to ultimately be. We'll see if they can do that this offseason. But you and I are on the exact same page. Defense, defense, defense in 2023. Hit it home. Get Grady some help. Get AJ Terrell some help. Yeah. You know, let's see what they can do. Um, But Ovi, you got any final comments before we get out of here on our first time back, you know, since uh, since the 2022 season? Yeah, man. No, I just uh, I think there's so much hope and. We we say that every year. Every fan base wants to hope. All they have is hope. Because you've said what? that every year. You've said that every no, year. No, sir. You kind of agreed with me. Uh, but no, <laughs> it, it, it was a, I wouldn't even say hope the last couple of years. We were just like, we're going to be better than two games. And we were right. We're, we're, we're better than two games. We, we were yeah. just desperate for something. But uh, this year, I think it's, it's not even like uh, just wishing, hoping, and dreaming. Like, it's here. We got like a chance to do some exciting stuff. Yep. So I, I'll, I can leave people with is that, uh, you know, buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a fun off season. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when you draw an Uno hand and you've got like a couple of skips, a couple of wild cards, a couple of draw fours. And you're like, all right, you know, I can make some work with, with this. I can make this happen. It's where the Falcons are. You know, if you don't play Uno, you don't get that reference. <laughs> I barely play Uno. I don't know why I pulled that out of my, uh, you did. You know what for that reference? But uh, hey, you there you go. We're, we're live podding. It's it's we're coming back. All of us are, are fresh. We're ready to go. So yeah. um, thank you guys so much for listening. Today's podcast, as always, was presented by Bet Online. If you got any questions or comments for Ovi and I, or any you know off season questions, draft questions, shoot them over to us. Uh, Believe in Falcons, B L E A V at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Ovi at, on Twitter at OviMahaley34. You can follow me at Will McFadden. Uh, please let people know about the podcast. We've got a lot of drafts and free agency conversation coming up. Starting next week on Wednesday, I will be talking with Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus, getting a rundown of all of the draft, kind of the strengths and weaknesses the strategy with which teams might approach it. So we get an idea of what the Falcons could do in the first round, second round, third round, beyond things like that. So going to really break it all down this offseason. So stay tuned to the feed, but thank you guys so much for listening today. As always for Ovi and I, it's been a blast and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.